The Holy Gospel for this Fire Sunday is found in the Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter, beginning with verse 15. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Gospel of the Lord. In a remarkable film about volcanoes called The Fires of Creation, we are reminded that the earth is a planet born of fire. For billions of years, the narrator says, volcanoes have helped forge the world we know. From the continents to the air we breathe and even life itself, all have been shaped by volcanic energy. And these processes have created extraordinary ecosystems and wildlife habitats. In the great ring of fire that includes Mount Rainier, nearly 1,000 active and inactive volcanoes line the shores of the Pacific Ocean. And as the film goes on to say, the story of the volcanoes is the story of the planet's creation and the story of us. Rainier, which has been in my view in and out of this day as we have hiked here with members of St. Mark's, is relatively new in that awesome process of creation, having been formed about 500,000 years ago. But we can't imagine our world without it, whether we see it or not. And its core is a smaller version of what is at the very core of this whole fiery planet. We know now that the center of the earth is actually as hot as the sun. So fire is at the heart of everything. No wonder the Bible connects fire with holy presence of God that fills all creation. One of the most powerful witnesses to that truth died in this week of September in 1179. Her name was Hildegard and she came from the town of Bingen in Germany. Hildegard loved to write about the fiery power of God. And I especially like when she becomes God's voice to us as a prophet in her own time. She writes on God's behalf, I am the supreme and fiery force who kindled every living spark. As I circled the whirling sphere, I ordered it rightly. And I am the fiery life of the essence of God. I flame above the beauty of the fields. I shine in the waters. I burn in the sun, the moon, and the stars. In our first reading today from Exodus, Moses experienced that essence of God in a bush that was on fire. For him, it was his first real encounter with the supreme and fiery force who kindles every living spark. And from that moment on, his life was transformed. Rabbi Nahum, in teaching on this passage from the Torah, likes to say that the important aspect of the story is not just that the bush is burning, but that Moses notices. For every bush is burning, the rabbi says. Every bush is aflame with the living presence of God. 
As I'm beside these bushes, which are such beautiful reflections of that, I'm also remembering what Elizabeth Barrett Browning said in a poem called Ora Lee, written almost 200 years ago. She writes, Earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush afire with God. But only those who see take off their shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. I like to think of this season of creation, which begins today, as a time to take off our shoes as Moses did and remember that we are standing on holy ground wherever we are and that every bush around us is a burning bush, that every part of creation is aflame with the living presence of God. When we open our eyes to that deep truth, we too are transformed. Like Moses, we too are drawn in and the holy fire within us begins to burn with the passion and the love of God for all that exists. Just imagine what our relationship with the natural world would be if this were always the case. Imagine what the whole ecosystem around Mount Rainier would look like today if human beings had seen and treated every part of it as sacred from the very beginning. We do get a glimpse of that when we come to know the way that Native peoples lived in relationship with creation here for thousands of years before other immigrants and settlers arrived. In 1851, Chief Seattle said, How can you buy or sell the sky, the warmth of the land? The idea is strange to us. If we do not own the freshness of the air and the sparkle of the water, how can you buy them? And then Chief Seattle goes on to say these beautiful words that have been remembered by so many. Every part of this earth is sacred to my people. Every shining pine needle, every sandy shore, every mist in the dark woods, every clearing and humming insect is holy in the memory and experience of my people. Today, I am inspired by every person who has this passion and love for creation burning within them, beginning with the little children among us who see everything with wonder and amazement. On an overnight hike at Mount Rainier, not far from here several years ago, I encountered a father and daughter who were spending the night at the same lake where we camped. The daughter was about four years old, I think, and it was so sweet to hear her getting tucked into bed on a starry and moonlit night. The next morning, the pair started heading down the mountain about two or three hours ahead of us. It wasn't a very long trail at all, but we caught up with them about halfway down and smiled at the way that the little girl was stopping to admire and to smell and to touch everything she could along that wonderful path. I say wonderful because it truly was full of wonder and she knew it. She was on holy ground and something deep within her was connecting with that. It is sadly ironic that our shifting orientation as adults has now led to a crisis in creation where Fire is now a menacing threat to the well-being of the entire planet. 
The last several summers have been grim reminders of that, with smoke filling our skies from fires that are ravaging the earth and destroying sacred land and life. These are not the fires that are needed at times to clear the way for new growth and renewal in forests. They are intense, catastrophic fires that are linked to the harm being done to creation by human beings. Instead of interacting with the natural world with the awe and the wonder and the respect of a child, we have let the sacred become a profane means of supporting our habits of overconsumption and our selfish pursuit of lifestyles that this earth cannot sustain. Before his death in 2018, renowned physicist Stephen Hawking actually predicted that the world's mounting population will consume enough energy to turn the whole planet into a ball of fire, he says, within 600 years. His solution, which he shared at a global summit in Beijing, was to start the process of looking for new planets to inhabit and to boldly go where no one else has gone in order to survive as a species. I prefer the solution of a radical return to the love and the passion for this planet that God has put within all of us as creatures. It may be a stretch, but I envision this love and passion as a prescribed burn, like the ones that are sometimes lit to stop the spread of horrific fires that are out of control. According to the U.S. Forest Service, prescribed burns are also used in many cases to restore health to ecosystems. Perhaps William Shakespeare was right when he wrote, be stirring as the time, be fire with fire, threaten the threatener, and outface the brow of the bragging horror. And let us not forget the promise of John the Baptist in today's gospel, who says that Jesus will give us holy fire in our baptism so that we can burn brightly with the love and the justice of God our whole lives and stand against all the forces in this world that threaten the well-being of everything that is sacred. I baptize you with water, John says, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In essence, then, the story of the volcanoes is the story of us. We too are born of fire, and we too have the power to forge the world that we know. I'm glad to share that call and that vocation with all of you, not on some other planet, but right here on this holy ground where every bush is a burning bush and where the hope of transformation and renewal exists at the very core of our being. Thanks be to God. Amen.